everyone, and welcome to the Omega Metroid Podcast. My name is Andy Spateri, joined as always by Dakota Lasky. Dak, what's going on, man? How are you? Not too much, man. Just came off of a almost two-hour game of Age of Empires 2, which was very satisfying. Me and my roommate just won. That was great. Um, yeah, been playing that a lot. Obviously, getting excited for this episode, which I've been looking forward to, especially after dealing with Other M for the past two weeks, which... I'm glad we covered that, but, um, you know, that, that it's was nice to move on. <laughs> yeah. It's nice to move on. Yeah. And, and I got an update for my meta Ridley statue that is on its way. So I take back what I said about first four figures. You could have put that information on the website, but they sent me an email. So it's all good. I'm looking forward to getting that hopefully soon. And, and yeah, uh, that's all I've got. How you doing, man? I'm doing, I'm doing great. I've been also looking forward to this episode for a while and I've been looking forward to this episode because we are not alone. We've brought in the reinforcements. Uh, this guy is all over just our Twitter with some great takes on Metroids. Very thoughtful comments. Uh, it feels like this should have happened forever ago, but we finally got him on. Um, Reese is on the show. You guys know him as Doominal Crossing. Doom, what's going on? How are you? Hello there. <laughs> yeah, so uh, I'm uh, I'm uh, what you call Duminal Crossing. I'm in the comments, um, and yeah, um, I uh, I happen to like uh, I happen to like the Metroid. You know the Metroid. You know that you guys enjoy as well. Um, I'm uh, very big into music. Uh, one of my biggest uh, things that I love to do is do mashups. Uh, my last one, I actually combined the uh, the BFG. 10k theme from doom eternal with uh, a couple of the space pirates themes from the metroid prime trilogy huh, metroid prime trilogy that seems relevant to today's discussion and so yeah ever you can check that out on reese's pieces that's my youtube channel and then uh andy i know you were really excited about this but my last project i actually remastered the entire metroid 2 original soundtrack in surround sound for the very first time to my knowledge and yeah i was really happy with how that turned out it got a lot of a uh, good reception and so, yeah, you can also check that out. It's a completely free download. Nintendo Ninjas haven't gotten to me yet. So, yeah, it's all yours. Oh, you're, you're running on borrowed time, buddy. Don't, <laughs> don't promote that too loudly. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah no, it, it, uh, this, feels like, this feels like a long time coming. Uh, we've, been, uh, we've been chatting for, geez, I mean, pretty much since day one uh, that we started this podcast. And uh, you know what? With it, I, it, it just finally lined up. We were we threw out there the topic of Metroid Prime Trilogy one day, and I think you you had like something like a thousand character response or something like that, and and Dak and I were just like, you know what, we just got to get this guy on the show, <laughs> and by God, it, it, the stars have finally aligned. We finally got the whole band here, and uh, we're gonna talk about that today. Uh, we're gonna talk about Metroid Prime Trilogy and what it would be like on the Switch, but Doom. Maybe really quick, give everybody just a really uh, rapid-fire, quick history of uh, of you and Metroid. What what was your first? What just walk us through your your Metroid fandom? <laughs> yes, I am truly a beacon of hope for reply guys everywhere. Yes, you too. If you reply just hard enough, maybe your lucky day will come, fellow <laughs> listeners. But um, yeah. So my first Metroid game was actually, uh, believe it or not, um, Metroid Two on the original Game Boy. I never beat it. I only Played, I only played it for about 30 minutes, I want to say. But um, mo like most people, I discovered, you know, Metroid, you know, through Super Smash Brothers. In particular, uh, Super Smash Brothers Melee. And I was also, I was always fascinated with Samus uh, for a couple of reasons. One, because 
just in general, I'm like, I'm really into sci-fi aesthetics. That's always been, and to this day, like, that's like my go-to aesthetic. That's my comfort zone. I love sci-fi so much. And then two, just, you know, just because of how different, you know, Samus looked in comparison to all the other Nintendo characters. Because in Smash 64, you know, I was just getting into gaming, so I didn't really know who a lot of the cast was. But by Melee, I was, my Nintendo history was a lot more formative at that point, so I had a lot more familiarity with a lot of the cast, but I still didn't know much about Samus. And at this point, third-party characters hadn't been introduced, so I knew that she, or at the time, I thought it was he, like a lot of people, I think, you know? At the time, I was like, huh, it's a very un-Nintendo-like artistic design. And so I was always fascinated with that. And then I got even more interested in Metroid when I started going into the tr into the trophy lore and reading all that stuff. And then finally, one day, I think it was in 2003... I was in a blockbuster video, rest in peace, and, you know, I was just browsing some GameCube games, and then I saw the Metroid Prime cover art, and immediately I recognized Samus. I'm like, oh, that's a, that's the game that she's from. I gotta, I gotta play that. And so, I played that, and yeah, the rest is history, you know? Metroid's my favorite series of all time now. <laughs> nice. Well, it, it seems like we keep on going back to Metroid Prime Trilogy here. Uh, Dak, you and I have talked about it uh, on the show before, so I'm excited to get someone else's perspective here. So let's just dive right in and let's talk about it. We're here today to talk about Metroid Prime Trilogy and how it would work on Nintendo Switch. And we're going to get into the nitty gritty. Uh, we're going to talk button mapping. We're going to talk enhancements. We're going to talk control schemes. We're going to talk all of that stuff. And I guess we might as well... Um, get it kicked off here but actually you know what before we do i should give a quick shout out as well to uh we mentioned twitter earlier um thank you to everyone that has been following us on twitter lately uh we just passed 500 followers very very cool so thank you to everyone that is uh digging what we're doing and and dak you've kind of been uh very hands-on on twitter so this i'm sure that feels nice oh yeah you know it's fun to put some tweets out and see people respond and get those endorphins flowing but no, it's it's been really good to get some posts out there and, and generate like some appreciation for, for different aspects of Metroid and different games and get some comments and discussion going, which I feel like is just good for you know fans of the game in general. I enjoy it, and it, it's, it's nice to see people uh, responding positively to it. So I'm going to keep doing it. It seems like people uh, are responding pretty well to it, So and I enjoy posting about Metroid. So yeah, it's, it's good to see. Thanks, everyone, for following, and hopefully we double that soon or, or triple it or, or whatever. Yeah, I'm yeah, always yeah. down to like and retweet the post and, you know, just give <laughs> as much serotonin as I possibly can to the Metroid community. That's exactly what I'm saying. Endorphins and serotonin. These are Metroid enemies we're talking about, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Metroid uh, 5 plot, boys. Yeah. All right. So, so Doom, Dak and I have, have kind of uh, theorized before that, uh, that we think that Metroid Prime Trilogy is probably... I think that we're Dak and I both agree that it's going to come out for Switch at some point. I think Dak that we both agreed that it was going to come out at a general time period, maybe a year to a couple months out from when Metroid Prime Four eventually makes its way to uh, to the Switch. Um, Doom, I, I'd be curious to hear what your thoughts are, but like when you think Metroid Prime Trilogy is going to come to the Switch, if you think it's going to come to the Switch at all, and maybe why it hasn't come out already. So yeah, I'm, I'm also in the camp that I think Metroid Prime Trilogy is a matter of when, not if. I'm generally not too keen on leaks, 
But the people that have been talking about Metroid Prime Trilogy are generally people that I trust, people who, you know, people who I know have insider sources. I do not have these insider sources, so I cannot confirm them for myself, but I'm putting my faith in a lot of these people, you know, people like Imran Khan, um, uh, Nate the Hate, also uh, Nate Drake, he's on Spawn, uh, the Spawn cast a lot, you know, people that I, you know, just generally trust, and so... So I, I think what was supposed to happen was Prime Trilogy was supposed to release, you know, maybe the same year, maybe a year before Metroid Prime 4. Obviously, Prime 4 got scrapped, and so I think right now Nintendo is holding on to it, maybe making some subtle tweaks and minor improvements in the process, and just waiting for a good time to release that for whenever Metroid Prime 4 is ready. And so it's kind of hard to nail down a specific date since we don't know exactly when Prime 4 is going to be ready, but I've always been saying 2022 at the earliest. And so I think that's a safe bet. And also, kind of off topic, but a lot of people have been focused on Metroid's 35th anniversary, but there's actually another, I would argue, even more important anniversary coming up next year, which is Metroid Prime's 20th anniversary. November 17th, 2002 was the release of Metroid Prime. That's right, I'll bet a lot of the listeners are feeling old hearing that. But it's it's true, Metroid Prime is about to turn 20. And so... You know, I think 2022 would be a fantastic way to celebrate that with uh, some Metroid Prime Trilogy on the Switch. Now, if it does come out that year, though, I I don't think it'll have anything to do with the anniversary. I'm sure it'll be a coincidence because uh, Nintendo does not remember at all when these games have come out. They will not acknowledge it, but I think it would just be cool if it happened just purely by coincidence. (laughs) Yeah, I I feel that too. And I'm, I don't know, I, I feel like I'm just like the delusional hopeless romantic when it comes to Nintendo that I I just feel I feel like maybe we still might see something from Metroid this year even though everything every piece of evidence says no I have no reason to feel hopeful but I just I do and I'm not sure why Um, I actually I actually don't think uh 2d Metroid is that far-fetched this year like obviously that's not the topic of this episode so we're not going to go into it but I, I wouldn't be I wouldn't be too surprised if come E3 you know we see uh what Mercury Steam's been working on for the last four years yeah, yeah, I, I feel like they got to, like, they've got to have been doing something. Um, there's been so much rumors, or so many rumors for so long, I feel like there's got to be some fire to the smoke, as, as the saying goes, so. Yeah, I don't know, we'll see, but, I mean, let's uh, let's keep it focused on, on Trilogy here. Um, we've, uh, we've often talked about the control schemes and, and what we hope they would implement for uh, Metroid Prime trilogy on the switch and and you know that being a switch to more conventional dual analog controls and maybe the option to have like gyro controls stuff like that um what are what are your thoughts like what do you think is is realistic and what would you hope to see happen if they're if those are two different things because i i was telling dak a couple weeks ago that like you know when nintendo showed off skyward sword hd that kind of made me a little bit more hopeful for metroid prime trilogy because it it showed that they're at least willing to tinker control schemes of games that are heavily tied to motion controls and make it a little bit more accessible for nintendo switch i'd be curious to hear what you think well yeah so i think the safe bet is to go and look at what's been done in previous uh we uh we ports up to this point um because right now it's you know it's hard to tell exactly what's going to happen because we don't know who's making the trilogy. I would assume it's retro, but I mean, it could be another studio. It could it could even be something like uh, Monster Games, who typically offers a lot of support help in uh, retro's games. They ported uh, Donkey Kong Country 3D to 3DS. They helped with Tropical Freeze. 
um, on the original Wii U release. So it could be them, could be Retro, could be another studio, could be Nintendo internal. We don't really know that for sure. So the best bet, I think, is to just go off of consistencies that we've seen across the board for Wii ports, if that makes sense. And so uh, one of the things that I think makes sense is I think there will be some sort of replication of the Wii motion controls through, uh, through the Joy-Cons. Uh, we saw that with uh, Super Mario Galaxy on the 3D All-Stars collection. We're seeing that again with the upcoming Skyward Sword HD, like you mentioned. And so I think it's fair to say that there's going to be an attempt to replicate that. Maybe not perfectly, since there's no sensor bar, and those um, those controls aren't going to be at a one-to-one -one accuracy like it was on the Wii. But I think they're going to try to replicate that to the best of their abilities. But I also don't think that they have to uh, limit themselves to that, because there was another really interesting precedent that happened uh, with 3D All-Stars. Um, and that was with the uh, the second update of the game. They actually updated it so that Super Mario Sunshine could be compatible with uh, the original GameCube control via the GameCube adapter. And so I think this would be a really cool opportunity for uh, to have Metroid Primes 1 and 2 have those classic retro controls. I don't think they should be the default. I don't think they've aged particularly well. However, if you're someone who grew up on that, and you want to have that authentic feel, I think that would just be a nice little bonus feature to add. You know, for someone who does, you know, want that single analog feature, quickly changing your beams with your C-stick, and then, you know, classic lock-on and strafing and stuff like that. Hmm. What do you think about that, Dak? I mean, at this point, it's like 2021. I should be able to map whatever button I want to whatever button is on the controls, but Nintendo's still like 20 years behind, so we can't do that. Um... <laughs> You know, and Trilogy ideally should have as many control options as possible. Give me the Pro Controller, GameCube Controller, uh, Joy-Cons, whatever. Make the game, like, as accessible as possible at this point. You also had 20 years to figure out how to make it work. Um, <clears throat> yeah, outside of Smash, you don't really see many games offer, like, full button remapping, which is which is really, really unfortunate, because, like, kind of off-topic, I think Nintendo is one of the one of the worst companies when it comes to, like, accessibility and, you know... I want I want everybody to be able to play Metroid Prime Trilogy, you know, able-bodied or not. And so well, I think well, they've done that in the past, though. You know, like they've, you know, in the past they've made it like accessible for people to play the game and like carry your accessories over. You know, like uh, you like when for the Wii, like being able to use like all, or the Wii U being able to use all the Wii stuff and and all the GameCube stuff as well or whatever, right? Like being like I feel like in the past Nintendo has made it so, and even with the Switch, like. A lot of games, even these days, even Smash and others have a lot of control options. But I'm afraid that because it's a port and like, like, look how like half-assed the Super Mario Trilogy, you know, collection, like mm -hmm. that was a Mario remake collection. Like, that's why I'm kind of like iffy, like hopefully they do all this stuff, but I, I don't know if they will because it's like a Metroid port and which they haven't even put out yet. We don't exist with the Mario port that we do know exists. That was like bad <laughs> and that was a mario game so i don't know i hope we get this stuff though i mean it looks good i would like yeah to like i said it's options. it's kind of hard to speculate on that because again like i believe i believe 3d all-stars was done internally someone correct me if i'm wrong on that but i believe that was done internally but then you have other stuff like you know the grezzo ports with like you know the zelda stuff and now uh metopia which is coming out on the switch which obviously have a lot more effort put into them and then of course you also have the wii u ports most of them I think with the exception of, like, New Super Mario Bros. Deluxe, which has, you know, tons of bonus content and stuff like that. So 
it's hard to pinpoint just how much effort Nintendo is going to put into it. And then you also have to factor in with, you know, 3D All-Stars. Well, it's Mario, so it's going to sell. So does there really need to be effort put into it versus Metroid, you know, which doesn't have that same kind of, uh, that same kind of, um, avant-grande banner. I don't know what the word I'm looking for is. It doesn't have that same selling power that Mario does. And so it's hard to tell if, if uh, Nintendo would... A, not want to put in the effort because they don't want to put in the kind of money, or if they do want to put in the kind of effort so that it's a more appealing package, since the Metroid name alone doesn't have that kind of power. So, I, I have a couple thoughts on this, where, and maybe, maybe again, I'm, I'm just being a little bit more optimistic, but I I, I agree with you, actually, Dak. I, I think that Nintendo, is, as in the last couple years, broadened a little bit in terms of like how the player can control their games, um, I, I think that they're a little bit better at being a little bit more accessible now, but in in my mind, so I'm of the theory that, you know, Metroid Prime Trilogy is going to be almost like a demo for Metroid Prime 4. That, that just makes sense yeah. to me to release this before Prime 4 and get people excited for it. So I, I just don't think that they would release these, these kind of half-ass ports like they did with Mario Mario 64 in particular I thought was really bad in All-Stars. Um it's just it really had aged a lot uh, and it was very noticeable. Um the other thing that makes me a little bit more hopeful for Prime Trilogy is that like, you really don't have the option to control them like you did previously because you know you have no Wiimote, you have no sensor bar. You could control them gyroscopically, but I, I just don't know well, but yeah, and and like you could move your Joy-Cons around and you could you could use it that way in place of a Wiimote. I just don't I don't know. My my gut just tells me that I don't think that they would base the entire game around that. I could be totally wrong, but I just like I don't see them like I don't see me moving my hand left with my Joy-Con and then, you know, Samus turning left. I just I don't think that that's going to happen. I do think that they'll you know, put a little bit of time into tweaking the controls because, you know, Doom, you mentioned all of the Wii U ports that have come over to the Switch, and by and large, like, all of those games have had something added to make them more attractive to purchase. Like, Mario Kart had all the bonus stuff put in, Donkey Kong had Funky Mode or whatever it was. Like, there's usually been something to say, like, we know that these are old games, but, like, this is why you should invest, uh, you know, 80 bucks Canadian into them again. And I think that by modernizing the controls, that's what Nintendo can say, like, you know what, yeah, this is a, these are almost 20-year-old games, but they've been updated and this is how you can justify your purchase. And, and I mean, obviously you get three games in one, but still, um, I, I don't know. Maybe I'm, like I said, the, the hopeless romantic here with Nintendo, but I just, uh, I, I see that being the case when, when these games eventually do come out. Cause I, I think that, like you said, it's a matter of when and not if I, I will say something that I think, uh, might possibly lend a little more optimism, but I mean, it's, it's how it's however you take it, so it's by no means guaranteed. But the thing, I think the one advantage that Metroid Prime Trilogy has is that Nintendo technically considers it a single game, whereas Mario 3D All Stars, that's Nintendo considering it like, hey, we're bundling in three games for the price of one. Whereas Metroid Prime Trilogy, Nintendo already considers that as a whole one game, and we know this because uh, when Nintendo uh, released it for the Wii U. Because um, Nintendo, they released a lot of their Wii games digitally on the Wii U. Um, tech, weirdly enough, not under the Virtual Console banner, but whatever. 
they um it's priced the same way as the other Wii titles. So, you know, Mario Galaxy 2, $20. Metroid Prime Trilogy, $20. Punch-Out, $20. These games are all the same price. So Nintendo already considers the Trilogy the same value as one Wii game. So I don't think it's out of the realm of possibilities to expect it to be given the same treatment as, you know, say, you know, the Wind Waker HD or Twilight Princess HD, Skyward Sword HD. Yeah, but those are HD yeah. ports, though, right? Like, we, we're not considering that this is going to be an HD port. We're just considering that it's going to be a regular. They're just going to put it on the Switch. Like, I don't really think they're going to, like, remaster the game in any kind of way. I don't know. It might just be semantics, but... Yeah, we'll we'll see. I, I would hope so, but you never know. I'm pretty indifferent. I could see it, I could see it going either way. Personally, for me, I think I could definitely see Prime One, especially getting um getting a lot of reworking. Because out of out of the three games, Prime One still looks good, you know, for the time, but it's definitely aged the least. There's a lot of uh, fuzzy textures. There's uh, especially in the opening cutscene. There's a, lo a lot of the camera when you first land on Talon 4. It zooms in on a lot of pixelated foliage that really doesn't look good nowadays. Whereas Prime 2 and 3, I think, you know, you boost those to 1080p. And as, as Prime 3 in particular, you really don't need to do much to that game. Just boost that game boost that game to 1080p and just leave it. Prime 2, maybe do some more subtle um, graphical adjustments and texture work with most of the focus being put on Prime 1. And we can talk more about more about that later um because i want to get back onto the the, uh, the controls in particular so mm -hmm. i mentioned let's, let's circle back there because you doom you'd created like uh a pretty a pretty cool mock-up of, of what the controls could look like on the pro controller here and um you know i i think it is a lot of kind of stand like standard what you'd expect you know you have your r your zr as your as your weapons and firing um you know Jump is B, morph ball is A, missiles are Y. Um, you can uh, you can switch your beams and stuff with X. That was the one actually that stuck out to me is because uh, when I was looking at this mock-up and and for everyone listening to this too, by the way, I'll link this picture in the the description of the show notes. So if you don't know what we're talking about, go check that out or check it out over on Twitter. But um, the one that stuck out to me was definitely um, the the beam and the visor swap button because obviously. You know, we're taking away one of the one of the joysticks to do dual analog here, so we only have one D-pad to work with. So that's gonna have to double for both. I thought that that was um, pretty clever, actually, to use that that extra button, as it were, to to swap between switching between uh, beams and, and visors. Yeah, thank you. So yeah, when creating this control scheme, I mean, there were some obvious changes that I knew from the get-go. Like I knew that I knew that ZR. I knew that was gonna be you know the new power beam button, since that's pretty standard for FPSs. But then for other stuff, I literally, I'm actually holding my pro controller right now and I literally just held it and I was just like, what feels natural to, you know, to move my hands with in accordance with the functions that, uh, that go with it. And so when, um, when doing the thing for the, uh, beam swap, I actually, I think I talked with this about DAC, uh, on a stream a few months back. Cause I was already, I had gears turning in my head about how I was going to do a potential, um, modern FPS type of control scheme and I was kind of influenced by uh, by weapon wheels in modern FPS games. But one thing that Dak and I both agreed on is that we don't like how, you know, weapon wheels, they slow the game down. It kind of takes you out of the action. Um, you know, I, I, love Doom, I love Doom Eternal. And one of the things they actually allow you to do is they allow you to uh, turn on whether or not the uh, weapon wheel will put you in slow-mo or not. And I always turn that off because I just, I don't like to pause the action personally. But the cool thing with Prime is that, you know, weapon wheels typically accommodate like, you know, 
8 to 12 different weapons, or maybe like 20, 25 weapons if it's Grand Theft Auto or something. But for Prime, you're only dealing with four weapons. So a much easier function, I thought. So if you're looking at the graph, X button, that's a that switches between beam and visor. So what happens is the, uh, the D-pad, the plus pad, whatever you want to call it, that's going to have the same function as it would on the GameCube controller, where, putting, where um, pressing that in any direction would switch your visor. However, you press the X button, and now that plus pad is going to change your, your beams. There's also another option. If you look at the bottom here, there's all sorts of different little toggle options and stuff, and one of them has hold toggle switch beam visor. That's in the bottom right-hand corner. That basically allows you to either press the X button to... Um, to switch between beam visor or it only switches to the uh, beam select when you're holding the X button as opposed to just pressing it so whatever whatever you prefer you can do that option in my uh, in my make-believe control scheme here all right so I have a, mm. I have a question then so let's say prime 4 has has more than four beams right mm -hmm. so like I wouldn't anticipate there being a lot of visors like there's only so many ways the like they would i guess try to change it up like let's say they only had four visors but for me personally i'm kind of hoping for more beam weapons than four um so let's say there were more than four beam weapons and you couldn't just map all four to the d-pad like what would you do that in that in that case uh i'm not sure i didn't develop the control scheme for prime four so <laughs> I, I specifically developed it for the trilogy and i used what was available no, i know i was that. just wondering if you but, might yeah. if you might have <laughs> thought like of of a, of a variation maybe because, like, you know, for example, I was, like, wondering... Because I was going to jump into that later if they add stuff to the trilogy. Maybe, like, if they right. added other weapons, for example. How would you deal with that? But, um, yeah, I mean, this this makes sense, though. Like, switching between the visor and the beams using a button. Um, I guess... I, I think that you're, the answer to your question, Dak, for Prime 4... Because it's probably logical to assume that the controls for Prime Trilogy are going to inform the controls for Prime 4. I yeah. You know, yeah, I, I think that. that we'd get some kind of weapon wheel um, with, mm -hmm. with the X button or whatever that may happen to be. And I'm pretty sure it would probably slow down gameplay, uh, much to your guys' chagrin. That, that doesn't bother me, especially for a Metroid game, because, like, uh, you mentioned Doom. And I think that there are times definitely in Doom, which I just finished playing uh, the yeah. first Doom game off your recommendation. So I've got Doom Eternal sitting on my shelf waiting to play. But there, there are definitely times in Doom where, like, you gotta switch weapons like quickly, and like the, I can see where the slowdown kind of causes you to to lose a little bit of your feng shui if you're moving and jumping and and trying to shoot at the same time. Um, Metroid, I I feel like while there certainly are times where you know you're you're taking out swarms of enemies, it's it's not as often as you just kind of exploring the planet or exploring whatever. So I I wouldn't be uh, that wouldn't be a big issue to me to have that slowdown. Um, but I guess it just kind of depends on your you know, your personal preference. Um, yeah, I, you know, Dak, I'm with you. I hope that we do see more than four beams, but I, I think that that would be kind of the way that it would go. Cause we, I, we took, we mentioned this way back when I can't even remember what episode this was on, but like, you know, why, why do, why are we limited to only four beams and four visors uh, in Metro prime four when, you know, Axiom verge has like 20 beams that you can choose from and, and yeah. all these other goodies. So like, um, and I, and I think that, you know, I think that Nintendo's probably on the same page with us there. Like, the more weaponry, the better. Um, but, yeah, I think that... I mean, this is obviously control scheme-based, definitely in in the roots of Metroid Prime. You know what, actually, Doom? The one thing that I would probably have changed, and this one, um, 
this one might be a weird one for you guys, but we have uh, the A button as the Morph Ball button. I actually think that I would have um, used, what's what's the button called? The L3 button when you just punch in your, your joystick? Uh-huh. That's L3. Yeah. I, I think I would do that just for like a, a smoother movement or whatever. Like if you're going along, you can just punch it in and then, uh, you know, punch it, punch it right back without having to to move I, I don't know to me that that seems a little bit smoother but to to dax point i would also hope that you're able to heavily customize your control oh, that's, schemes, that's but... actually a good point i didn't even think about that that would free up a button and i mean really that, <laughs> yeah. that stick's not really doing anything other than recentering gyro which could probably be something else and if you're not using gyro is essentially not doing anything so um yeah like that that would work because there's no like crouch in metroid right like you're either standing or you're in morph ball so um, like if you're playing like Call of Duty or something like that, or Halo, that right stick you you crouch with that toggle uh, in some control scheme. So that would make sense. That's a, that's a good idea. Yeah, I would move the morph ball to the right stick uh, click as well. Nintendo is a hundred percent gonna add crouch option for Metroid. <laughs> I mean, Samus should be able to crouch. She should be able to. But I mean, I also understand why she doesn't. She can't crawl, right. so I don't know if she can crouch. It's true. Right. Only Metroid can crawl. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> one other thing I also one other thing I also wanted to go over. So um, for viewers who are looking at the graph, you might uh, you might notice that missile slash power bomb is listed twice on the controls. Now this is partially just because there's so many buttons on the um, on the Switch Pro controller as opposed to the GameCube controller, so there's a lot of additional room. But part of it is is also intentional. So I want to give you a scenario. And again, I'm holding the Pro controller in my hand, so try to follow through with me here. Um. Let's talk about beam combos. Metroid Prime 1 and 2 has these epic beam combos, in particular the Super Missile. That's the, you know, the one you're going to be using most. You use it in puzzles. Mm-hmm. It's a really easy way to take out Space Pirates. So let's say two scenarios, because now we're doing modern FPS controls. So you, you might not necessarily be locked on all the time, whereas in the GameCube you were pretty much always locked on since that was how you circled around enemies. So let's say you still want to lock on. You click the ZL button and you charge your power beam with ZR. Okay, well, we have one of the buttons mapped to the L button, but that's above the ZL button, so you would have to take you would have to take off the lock on unless you used your uh, your index your uh, uh, your middle finger as opposed to your index finger, which most people most people don't have their index and middle fingers laid on top of both buttons. At least the way I play is I use my right. index finger to swap between the bumpers and the triggers. Yeah, so. Me too. Yeah, so while you're holding on to both the ZL and the ZR buttons, you can also press the Y button to activate your missile combo. Alternatively, um, let's say you're in a puzzle and you see you're in the Chozo ruins and you see you know that classic super uh, that super missile kind of statue. You scan it; it gives you uh, whatever the material it is that you associate with super missiles. So you're like, okay, but you can't lock onto it because it's not an enemy. Well, you charge you charge up your power beam and then you use your thumb, which is on your right stick, to move. But because your thumb is on your right stick, you can't move it to the Y button. So what do you do? You press the L button with your uh, with your index finger since that's freed up, since you don't need to lock on. And so that's why I decided to put two of those together, because I think depending on the scenario you're in, uh, it accommodates both whether or not you're free aiming or whether you're locking on, if that makes sense. Yeah, I, I think that you explained that pretty eloquently, actually. Um, yeah, yeah that, that makes sense to me, uh, to be honest. What about you, Deck? No, yeah, I mean that makes a lot of sense to me. I'm I'm wondering if Nintendo's even gonna like have the lock. I mean, I'm assuming they're gonna have the lock on, but um, 
how much they're going to implement that, you know, because like we're kind of assuming, okay, they're going to have like the dual analog controls, so maybe it won't be emphasized as much, but maybe they mm-hmm. won't. Maybe they won't even, they'll like still have the lock on. Maybe they won't even have true dual analog. They'll just be like, nope, you got to use the tank controls again. Um, because I, I hope not. Like I that, hope that, not. that that is something that that uh, I think they could easily just release the game as it is and just be like, oh, you have tr- gyro and 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 tank controls. Um, I could totally see it too. But I think it could happen. But like yeah. that would that would be su- oh that would be such a huge barrier for a lot of people because I know so many people would be interested. But then it's like, oh yeah, but you still have the GameCube controls and people would be like, what is this Golden Eye control yeah, scheme? Yeah, at, at like, that I point like- I would pretty much just play it on Dolphin and buy the game just to say I own it. But I wouldn't really play yeah. it. Like, I want to play it and I would like to have dual analog. But you know, again, I think it's it's hard to speculate because like at the same time they could like release the game and people could complain a lot. And then they could patch it and add it, you know. So who knows? Yeah. Um, all right. Well, let's uh, let's talk about something that I wanted to, uh, to to touch on here in particular, which was the um, the what would you call it? The motion controls, I guess, for a Metroid Prime Three. Um, that that stuck out to me when I was playing Corruption a few months ago when we uh, we did some kind of show on Corruption. And I was playing it, um, and it stuck out to me how much more prevalent the gimmicks were in that game that I remember them being with like the, uh, the grapple lasso and stuff like that. I, I actually think, so you've got a button mapped out here for that. I think that, um, well, that's probably necessary. I would definitely be okay with just like, just having that be either like strictly gyro or just having that, um, just having that take place of like your, like when you get the symbol to, to grip onto someone instead of like, you firing him when you get into proximity and that symbol pops up, then your beam just changes into that grapple. I, I think that I would be okay with that. What about you guys? Yeah, so for me, I'm I love the motion controls personally in the uh, Metroid Prime trilogy, and especially in uh, Prime Three. So, some of them are a little over the top and clearly like you know more kind of a uh, more showcases of what the Wiimote can do and come off as gimmicky. But you know stuff like you mentioned, like you know ripping shields off space pirates with a grapple lasso um just just generally aiming with the Wii with the Wii remote like it feels so um so fluid and comfortable for me personally so I don't mind it but I know a lot of people do mind it and so that's why I implemented um that little button to activate the um the grapple lasso and the grapple voltage for people you know who aren't into you know the whole motion control thing because again you know I want as many people to play this series as possible right yeah totally Dak, um, I don't know any any thoughts, or do you want to move on to some some other stuff that I uh, that I had cooking in my kitchen over? Yeah, there? I, I think you guys covered it. I don't really have much to add on that. Um, you know, I think for over, I don't really mind the like the grapple stuff. You know, really my issue with motion controls from Prime Three was the the point and clicking that you have to do to actually aim and shoot. But like right. pulling, you know, doing grappling to grapple to something or pulling shields off that stuff I like. That stuff is fun and. Um, a nice like uh, way to kind of break up the pace of the action in, in a lot of battles. So I like that stuff, and it, and I also remember it fondly as a kid. That was one of like the biggest things that they advertised in the game, like in, in the original demo that they had at E3. Like that was one of the first things you did, walking down like a hallway, and then some pirates showed up. You pulled their shields off, jackal style. Um, that was cool. So yeah, I mean, I I would I like the implementation of it here. I still think that there's a place for it. Um, and honestly, it would be really cool if like I had the option to maybe have like the pro controller and have like dual analog controls and not have any kind of gyro stuff. But when there is like a grapple, you know, like 
situation or whatever, I can like move my controller to do it there. I don't know, move it forward and back, like just pull my controller right. back and grapple something quickly. That could work. Um, Dak, you just gave me an a, an idea for a completely unrelated game, but um, you said Jackal, and so I just thought Master Chief has a grapple hook in Halo Infinite. What if he can rip Jackal shields off in Halo Infinite? Oh, he's I don't know. Can, just, yeah, you just definitely that can. Out there. I think you can already. I think that's already in the game. That was. I think he does Ooh, that. Did, in a trailer. did they show that? I, think I don't remember so. seeing that. I think that was in like not the 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 reveal, but like that shorter trailer. But I think that's in the game. Yeah. I only saw the reveal, so I don't know. But. So okay, I, okay. I want to pose a scenario to you two gentlemen, and I want you to tell me which one you think is more likely. Actually, I'm gonna let's just say three scenarios. I'm gonna pose three scenarios. Tell me which one you think is the most likely. Scenario one: Metroid Prime Two multiplayer is included as is local only, exactly the way it was in Metroid Prime Trilogy the first time around. Scenario two: Metroid Prime uh, Echoes multiplayer is included with online play. And you can, it's upgraded, and maybe there's even some extra characters and some bonus content. Option number three, or scenario three, is they have completely removed Metroid Prime 2 multiplayer. Dak, what do you think is the most likely out of that, uh, those three scenarios? Well, I think you're missing an option four, which is it has online, but it's otherwise not upgraded. Because I definitely don't think they're going to upgrade it at all. There's no way they put any resources to the multiplayer. Well, hold on. When I when I say upgraded in Scenario 2, my upgrade is literally that it just has online play. Like, maybe an extra playable character. No, I don't even think it would like have that. an extra like playable character. I think it would strictly, oh. like, the most it would have is just online. Okay, just lump that into but Scenario 2 then. Then I would, I think they'd probably just release it as local play. I don't even think they would put online stuff to it. Um, <clears throat> I don't know. I just think when they would do the trilogy, they kind of just want to release it as is. Um, probably not support like online. That would just be extra resources for a game that they're probably just getting out to like, um, you know, make us Metroid fans shut up until Prime Four comes out. <laughs> so I don't know if they would just like set up the whole online thing. It would probably take like, I mean, they have to set up a whole net code for it. The original game didn't have online play, so I don't know how that would even work. If like it would be set up like programming wise to even support online play, if they even want to go back and like gut the game and, and redo it or, or try to implement it and like you know duct tape online play to the original coding i don't know like i'm not a programmer but it seems like just talking about it now it seems like some work that i wouldn't want to do so i don't know if they would want to do it um i think the prime 2 multiplayer would be a novelty for most people and like you'd probably play it once just like when it originally came out you play it a couple times maybe with your friends and then that's kind of it. And I understand some people would be like, oh, it's a missed opportunity to get people to play the multiplayer more. But I'd rather them make some new stuff and not, like, go back and put resources and devote it. Like, if we're going to get the trilogy, just give me the, the campaigns, right? Like, I don't need them to put extra work into the Prime 2 multiplayer. I'd rather them work on, like, a Prime Hunters remake or a new one or something like that rather than them putting some resources to the multiplayer here for trilogy. So, yeah, I think they would just right. do the lo local, keep it as is. If, if you have fun memories of playing, you know, multiplayer. I, I don't remember if the original Prime 2 had bots or AI. Like, you could just set up computers against to play against. I, I think so. I don't, I, I think, I don't so. think it did, no. Okay, well, you guys, you I, both... I swear <laughs> I played it with I played it with someone. Maybe I just ran around by myself. Well, you guys just gave me conflicting <laughs> answers. So let's assume that it didn't. If that's, one, if that's one improvement they would make is just allow people to play with bots or something, then that way... If there's no online play and someone wants to play locally and they don't have friends to play with or they don't have friends, um, 
they can just play against bots and you know they they get that out of the way because I really I, the multiplayer it's pretty bare bones. I don't I, you know people are gonna play a couple times and like okay that was fun and then move on. Most people who enjoy multi or Metroid don't really play for the multiplayer anyway. So uh, yeah, I don't think they would really put any upgrades into it. Uh, keep it as is. I'd rather them focus on other aspects of the trilogy than putting resources towards that anyway. Yeah, I completely uh, agree with Dak. Actually, like, um, I think I think at most they would add online functionality, and I frankly think even that's a bit of a stretch. I think it's just going to be um, completely untouched, presented as it is. Because like, because like Dak said, it's bare bones. The not only the mechan the mechanics of Metroid Prime with the lock on, it doesn't really suit Metroid well because it's basically lock onto the enemy and mash a as fast as you can. That's basically that's the Metroid Prime. Other M fans would multiplayer. love the multiplayer. Oh. <laughs> oh yeah, this is the multiplayer for them. <laughs> so yeah, there's that. Um, I do, however, I do think Metroid Prime 4 is going to have a huge multiplayer component. I do think Nintendo is going to invest um, a lot of uh, money and resources into that. But I think that's going to be, I think they're saving that for Metroid Prime 4 to make something brand new to give a modern multiplayer feel with a Metroid twist. Kind of a more mature Metro, uh, kind of a more mature shooting experience because they already have Splatoon, which is kind of their de facto shooter on the Switch, and I think that still is going to just because of how insanely um, huge Splatoon has gotten in you know its short span of time. But I think Nintendo wants to have a backup on that and having something uh, like Metroid, which I think a multiplayer Metroid could appeal to a very different audience, you know, a more Western audience especially. But I think that, like I said, I think they're going to save that for Prime 4 so that they can invest brand new resources yep. into it as opposed to, you know, Echoes mashing as fast as you can on six bare-bones basic maps. <laughs> I I think you are going to be in for disappointment for Prime 4. I, I don't see multiplayer coming back. I, I actually think that scenario number three is the most likely and that they just don't even include it. And maybe, maybe I'll say that it's as likely as including it as is completely yeah. bare bones. But like, man, that multiplayer was so poor. I looked it up by the way. Uh, Doom, you are correct. There are no bots in that, so <laughs> I must have just been running around yeah, so shooting bots, a non-existent player too. You might be but thinking like, of hunters because I know hunters had hunters bots at did, least. Yeah. Uh, maybe, yeah. But, but I mean, Metro Prime Two not having bots is ridiculous. Perfect Dark had bots. Like Goldeneye had bots. Well, they probably honestly they probably worked on it in like a week and they just like added it really quick. Like, how can we add value to this game like in a short period of well, time? And, and that's my point, and you it know. shows. And I and I feel like it's so poor that I, I think it would be it. just as easy for Nintendo to say like, you know what? Forget this. Like. Like, nobody is playing Metroid Prime 2 for the multiplayer anyways. And frankly, I just think multiplayer... This is a separate discussion, but I, I just think multiplayer is, is an experiment we've tried to Metroid, and it's failed every time. And like, Andy doesn't like playing games on. with friends. He likes to play... It's a solo experience for him. And I understand that. Uh, no, I get, I get I, that. I, 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 I want I'm kind of on both sides. I'm kind of on both sides of the aisle here. The, uh, the, uh, the Metroid centrist weighing in, I guess. But uh, <laughs> I don't think they'll cut it out, though. I feel like that would be even like more. Work yeah, I feel like to get rid. Of uh, yeah, it, I was about right? to say. I feel, like, just, maybe, I feel like cutting it, would, it out yeah. would just take more it, resources. You know, like, yeah. yeah, just like just don't even touch it, right? I, and plus, you don't know. Like that game was developed 20 years ago. You don't know. Like deleting the multiplayer might like screw up something else in the game that's like somehow <laughs> tied to it in the coding. And, like, I'm sure if I was importing it, they'd probably try to touch as little of it as possible so that way, like, the code works, you know? It's we need like to get She Says to do a boundary break on this to confirm these findings. <laughs> That's true. Give our man a ring. Um, okay, let's uh, let's really quickly touch upon something else that I feel sticks out for me in Metroid Prime Trilogy right now. 
Um, we were we were talking about gimmicks with the uh, with the corruption gyro controls. Is there anything more gimmicky than the me friend tokens that they have right now in Prime Trilogy? Because I can't think of anything. There's tons of stuff that I want to get, uh, extras and stuff that I want to get in Metroid Prime Trilogy. But as Dak correctly points out, I don't play games with friends, so I never get me friend tokens. So I can't get any of that. Um, I'm hoping to see that entire system just completely scrapped. for Get it out! Get it out. And I mean, obviously they would have to get it out since, you know, that's not a thing anymore. But... Uh, either either just have all that content ready at the start, like I whatever, or maybe it unlocks after you beat the game, or put in some like kind of achievement system or something. But yeah, that that definitely needs to go. Yeah, the friend tokens are definitely a relic of Nintendo's early experimentation online, where they were well, I, I mean they're still behind the curve today, but they were slightly more behind the curve than they are nowadays, I guess, and that was. I guess those friend tokens are one of those relics from those early days of experimenting. And, you know, good idea in theory, terrible idea in execution. Um, myself, personally, um, I just got um, a hacked save file. On, well, not really a hacked save file online, but a, um, a transferred save file online with blank save states, but with all the friend tokens already unlocked so that, you know, I... Because that's the only way you can unlock the bonus content nowadays. Because, you know, the Wii Connect 24 service and the Wi-Fi is uh, completely down outside of um, some weird custom servers for some select few games. But yeah, just do away with the whole thing. Just, you know, have, be able to unlock all the stuff naturally in-game. Unless there's like, unless there's like, you know, again, if for some strange reason they add some like, additions to the multiplayer which i think we all agree it's not going to happen if for some reason they do like i could see like oh you know like in multiplayer games how when you rank up you'll unlock a cosmetic item or something like that oh so i I don't i don't even want to hear that suggestion (laughs) that's what i get to level 10 and unlock the default dance for samus (laughs) these stupid tokens just look so cheesy too it's the worst when it pops up when you're playing uh the prime games because it's like this it's really cheesy looking green or red Metroid, uh, you know, the screw attack logo that pops up. And well, you can just, turn them off at it, least, it takes, so there's that. It, you can, but I mean, like, for me, like, every time I, I play the game, I forget about turning it off until it pops up, and I'm like, ugh, and it kind of takes me out of the moment. So I'm, I'm really hoping that they just, like, completely do away with that. Um, mm-hmm. I, or, or maybe, you know what, uh, you guys might not agree with this, too, and I'm kind of jumping the queue here, but I would even be okay with those assets being hid behind Amiibo. Um, if you have, a, you know, the Samus or Metroid or Ridley Amiibo or whatever, and you scan that and you get some of those assets, um, I would be fine with that. I, I know that some people wouldn't because it's like the, the argument that Amiibo is paid DLC, but uh, I don't know. That that would work for me, at least. I'm, Anything would be better than that. Than the I'm, I'm, fine with, I'm fine with Amiibo unlocks as long as there's an alternative way to unlock that for people that, you know, haven't pre-ordered the Amiibo in time or who don't have an action replay and can just download the uh, the bin files online. So, yeah, I'm t- I, I think Amiibo unlocks to some degree are inevitable. Nintendo seems, um, you know, I, they've definitely downsized their production on Amiibo, but they still, they, they still do Amiibo, even outside of Smash, to this day, um, for pretty much all their games to some capacity. So I don't know what that capacity would be for Prime Trilogy, but I'm sure, I'm sure it'll play at least some small role. I hope, I hope it's 
bonus content. It could just be like, hey, get an extra reserve tank or something dumb like that. <laughs> oh, exciting. Uh, yeah. Let's have some fun here, guys. Yes. Uh, this, probably won't e- this probably won't happen, but let's say that Nintendo releases some Amiibo to coincide with this. Dak, who do you hope it is? Because I have a feeling I know. Oh, um... Oh, do you? For for Metroid Prime Trilogy, who do I? What amiibo I want? Uh, I don't know. I want Adeline Bergman. <laughs> no, that's that's trilogy. That's not trilogy though. Um, Admiral Dane. I want an Admiral Dane amiibo. Yeah, my man. Give me an Admiral Chad Dane Admiral amiibo. Dane. I want I want a a life size Admiral Dane amiibo. You know, we we need that uh, we need that pirate Admiral Dane amiibo. Yes, that's yeah, exactly. I want the pirate version as well as well with he has like the peg leg. Yes. 100%. Better yet, better yet, first four figures if you're listening to this, Chadmiral Dane face bust. Let's go. <laughs> I'm definitely down you for that. You know what? I am going to I'm going to give you a legit suggestion here. Obviously, I think that if we ever got uh Metroid Prime Trilogy amiibo, it would probably be Samus. And probably I think Meta Ridley would be pretty likely, but I'm going to throw out there that I would love 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 an amiibo of Samus's ship from Frankly, from any game, actually, the corruption but maybe one. from the Prime One. The, oh, I was gonna say mm. the corruption ship. I would love an amiibo for the corruption ship. Is is super awesome. I but love I, that there's one. something classic about the Prime One. I, I would be totally fine with either. Both of them are awesome. That would be uh, that would be really cool. I think. Personally, I think the obvious addition, if there are gonna be trilogy amiibos, um, is just Samus and like all her different suits have like a various suit: gravity suit, phase on suit, dark light. A PED suit, maybe two PED variants, one for her first one and one for her fully corrupted version. I think maybe um maybe a Dark Samus amiibo. We already got that for Smash, but I mean you know yeah. plenty of plenty of series have you know multiple copies. I mean Mario has like what four or five different amiibo at this point. So Phazon suit uh, amiibo is exciting to me actually. I, I didn't consider that, um, but th- that would be really cool. Or even maybe a power suit amiibo because light suit, yeah. Dak, what do you got? Who would who would you want to see uh, other than other, Admiral other Dane? than Admiral Dane? Uh, jeez, let's see. I, I think probably an Aurora unit amiibo would probably be cool. You know, that might be an interesting thing. I'd probably look weird. I don't know yeah. who'd be into that, but it, it might be a, a niche little piece of merch. There must be some Aurora unit fans out there. Um, other than Aurora unit fans, sound off in the comments. Where are you at? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, who? Uh, somebody <laughs> out there must want that. Uh, probably like a Dark Samus, like maybe like uh like Final Form Dark Samus amiibo. Ooh, like, you know, like, I love that idea. Like some different oh. Dark Samus amiibos could be cool. Um, personally, I would love a Thardis amiibo. Like maybe some boss amiibos would be cool. But I mean, I'm also not like particularly looking forward to spending money on plastic I don't need. So you know, I'll take I'll take what I can get. I have I have some ideas for the game itself. Not more not more amiibo. You know, I'm a slave um, to first four figures, so as far as I'm concerned, Amiibos is easy mode. So I say, Nintendo, go off. Do your worst. <laughs> let's let's get to the game itself here and, and rapid fire talk about just some um, just some quality of life improvements, changes, and stuff like that. And let let's kind of go rapid fire here. So, Dak, you mentioned earlier that you don't think the graphics will get updated. I think that they would get a little bit of um, a facelift. Maybe not like a full blown. HD scrub like we're gonna like the Wind Waker got or like um, Skyward Sword is getting, but I I do think that they'll get a little bit of a facelift. You don't think so? Well, um, I mean I don't know because I think it'll depend on each individual game. Like maybe Prime Three 
might get some more than Prime. Maybe Prime will get some more than Prime 3. It depends on how they look at it, because I know, like, Duminal mentioned earlier, like, maybe the Prime games will get some more work because, like, you know, the Mario games will just sell regardless. But at the same time, I feel like even if they upgrade, like, the games and, and graphics and, like, advertise that, I don't know if that'll really move, like, you know, the meter as much as, as they would think in terms of getting more people to try the games out just because, like, they might be you know, have better textures or something like that. Unless they went all the way and, like, really HD remastered it. So, I don't know. I think we'll, we'll probably get, like, maybe an, uh, maybe an aspect ratio increase, like maybe an FPS increase. I really think it'll be it'll be small stuff. Of course, I would love to see a full HD remaster, especially for Prime. Like, I would love that. Um, you know, we don't re- live in that reality. But a really cool, like, full HD remake would be, would be sick. But I'm expecting maybe just, you know, maybe FPS upgrade for them 60 fps um and then well, the games are already in 60 fps uh, but like, there are, are there are okay. like certain yeah but there are certain areas um where you know the frame rate say, dips, they, so they i do, think d- yeah it's like just a more stable FPS. performance yeah I that's think. what i'm yeah. saying yeah like i think like consistent like 60 fps maybe textures look a little better i wouldn't really expect too much though yeah there's right. pr- a couple of cutscenes like really stick out to me in prime one the, uh, when you first meet Meta Ridley and, you know, he does that explosion as he leaves the, the the ship, the frame rate just tanks and turns into a PowerPoint presentation. There's also a lot of debris that pops in and out. It just looks really bad. I I would love that cutscene in general to be cleaned up. And then there's also the Omega Pirate cutscene. Right as he breaks free, the frame rate just cuts in half completely for a couple seconds. And it, it looks really weird. Right. Um, let's talk about... Doom, you mentioned loading times, and um, yes. my initial my initial thought with loading times is like, you know what, Like, I actually don't mind the elevator rides, I, I think that those are kind of nice, and they're nice ways to mask the loading times, but then I thought about it a little bit more, and I was like, man, there, there are a lot of times where you shoot a door, and the color goes away, and it just takes forever to actually open up, and that can happen when you're, you know, you're in the line of fire, so I, I definitely hope to see that changed as well. Yeah, so... The, the loading time, I actually don't think the loading times are too bad for the most part in the first couple of games. Uh, the ones that stand out to me is um, going between the light and dark worlds in Prime 2 and entering the energy control rooms. Because, you know, you'll go into morph ball mode, you'll do the bomb slot, and it'll slowly rotate you to the other side of the room. And you can you can skip the cutscenes, but even when you skip that, it still takes a while to load in. So, doing improvements to those, but... By far the biggest work that I I think this game needs is those Prime 3 those Prime 3 doors, man. They just they can get pretty bad sometimes. 10 to 15 seconds just waiting there. And 10 to 15 yeah. seconds, it doesn't sound like much, but it can get agonizing when it oh, happens no, it's, like two, it's three forever. doors in a row. Yeah. And it, it's sporadic too. It's not like you kind of mentioned it, uh, you know, it doesn't happen all the time, but when it does happen, Man, it's it sticks out. And it's it's like, such oh a pace God. killer. Like it takes you yeah. out completely. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I would actually like maybe a bit of a hot take. Personally, I hope that I think the loading times are a more important issue to address than the actual visuals. Because I mean, the games yeah, are I obviously. I I hope that the games look beautiful as possible. But like you right. know, that's you know that's fluff. That's a cherry on top. The 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 actual performance of the game that actually affects the raw gameplay. And so. I think that's the more crucial uh, issue to address, you know. So yeah. if I had if I had to pick one or the yeah. other, um, I would pick loading times personally. No, I agree. I'd rather be able to just like smoothly walk from room to room rather than standing around like over like a very small yeah. 
like insignificant upgrade otherwise. Yeah, that that's a that's a good take. I don't that's not a hot take. That's a good take by God. Let's talk about let's talk about some travel routes. Um, Doom, you had said that you were looking for more like uh, ways to to get to and fro around the map um, in Prime One and Two. I'm assuming in particular. Um, I I don't know. I am actually. I think I'm okay with the amount of of elevators and stuff that we have. But uh, I guess I wouldn't be opposed to seeing more connectivity added. Yeah, so this, so I actually had this idea, so I'm not sure if you guys are familiar with uh, the Geek Critique, you know, he's a game reviewer on YouTube, and he actually reviewed the entire Metroid Prime trilogy, and um, I I disagree with a few of his takes, but I, I still respect them, and that's kind of why I added this, because one thing he noted in Prime 1 is he didn't, he didn't like the traversal a lot in Prime 1, because while, while I personally love the fact that, you know, you could be in Chozo Ruins one moment, and then the next moment you're in Fenjana, and then the next moment you're in, you know, Talon Overworld, and you're, you know, you're constantly, you're doing this giant road trip kind of going all over the place. Whereas in Prime 2 and 3, it's kind of like a Zelda dungeon style, where you're in one area, then you go to the next area, in a kind of a linear fashion. Well, bo- both games are linear, but, you know, it's more, I guess, more binary, if that makes sense. But sure. he, but he didn't really, but there's this one sequence in particular, and you, you might know which, um, sequence this is it's right after you de- defeat flugra and you enter magmore for the first time you go all the way for fendrana you collect the boost ball and then you have to go all the way back to talon overworld collect the space jump and then go all the way back to fendrana i believe uh to collect the wave beam which is next it's been a while since i've played prime but i believe that's next in the success in the succession right. and um while i don't mind these routes because i know a lot of these maps to the back of my head i pretty much know where to go. I can also imagine for a first time player how that would be really daunting. Like imagine, you know, imagine Breath of the Wild where, you know, you can't fast travel between shrines and, you know, let's say you have to go um, from Kakariko Village, let's say, to the Great Plateau and then all of a sudden go all the way back to like Kakariko Village, but you don't have a horse or fast travel. That would feel pretty, pretty daunting, you know, for people in the audience who've played that. I I hope that's uh, an understandable um, kind of analogy to make there. And so I think, you know, just doing, you know, some very minor additional rooms to kind of make travel between areas a little easier, not necessarily fast travel points, but just something to make traversal easier for those large sections where you have to travel from one side of the map to the other. Dak, I don't know. I don't know if I agree with that, but weigh in on this. What do you think? Hmm. You know, I'm kind of in between because I I do agree with what he's saying. There are times in the game where you're just legging it, and it's it, it kind of can get slow, especially in the actual like version of the game. Like when I played it on Dolphin recently, it does feel smoother because like I can I have more free control over where I can move, so I can cut corners like moving back and forth. But in like in the original games, it can kind of be a slog to backtrack here and there. And while the backtracking is kind of it's part of the game's DNA, I do think you know. 20 years later, it could be a little streamlined. Um, personally, I've always thought, and this is the, I've, I've thought this for a while, that I think it would be good, at least in, like, you know, for example, the original Metroid Prime, to, like, be able to fast travel or warp back to your ship, back on Talon Overworld. So at the very least, you can go back there and use that as a jumping-off point to, like, maybe... Uh, skip like a portion of uh, you know going to another area and then just go from there. Like I'm not sure. I like how, that idea. You know, right. I don't know how it would make sense like in game. Like maybe they come up with like a, a, a 
something. They put it in like the safe station room. It's like some kind of like little teleporter or something. I don't know how they would make it work. I, I maybe it wouldn't make sense lore wise, but at this point, like who cares? Like it's a game. It's twenty years ago. Like just add it as a feature. But like yeah, you fast travel back to the bird ship. magic. Yeah, like just just something like just you know you don't even have to explain yeah, it. Yeah, who, who cares? Who cares? You you, yeah. you go back to the ship and then that way you're not like completely eliminating a lot of the fast track or like a lot of the backtracking and you're not like kind of fundamentally changing the flow of the game too much but it also gives you the flexibility to decide like oh in in some scenarios it might not be that helpful so you still kind of have to do it the old way but in some other scenarios it'll be helpful to kind of cut down some time go back to your ship and for new players it's a quick way to get to a save station as well It'll take you away from the progress you made in that section a little bit, but it's a good way to like go back and 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 maybe you know give yourself some relief. So that's what I've always thought, right. like a kind of a as a a I don't know a compromise, so to speak. I, yeah, I think that's I, I a think solid I, idea. I think I agree with you. And Prime Two did something similar to that, where you can warp. I mean, granted, not until you get the light suit, but you can warp between um, the energy stations towards the end of the game. I, I think mm-hmm. that I would be willing to say like set up a warp point per area and to your ship and I'd be fine with that. But to your point, like I feel like exploration is in like the DNA of Metroid and like that's, yeah. that's the point. And I, and I don't know that it's fair to compare it to breath of the wild. Cause that map is like 200 times bigger than Metroid primes. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I think that like, I think that while I, I would be open to adding in key warp points, kind of like Metroid prime two did, um, once you, but like right away. So like once you reach the area, let's just say that you get to um, Chosa Ruins and uh, I don't know, you, you drop a beacon or something like that and it can warp you right into that, that main room and Chosa Ruins. I, I'm fine with that. Um, but yeah, like I, I said, really, I don't, or sorry, go on. Well, I was just gonna say, I, I don't know that, uh, that we need to make it like, you know, explicitly like we need to to go here and like because we and we talked about this a little bit on our um prime two definitive ranking we're like i i'm the type of player where like i like exploration right and i i always 100 percent the games so, like to me kind of going back and forth in between is, is a big draw whereas like in prime two i wasn't really a fan of like going into the one section completing it all and then never going back kind of mm-hmm. deal but uh, you know i, I mean that until like until like varies. the last item hunt but yeah i i pretty much right. agree with that I, I guess I guess what I had in mind maybe is just like maybe the addition of like a couple more elevators or something like that because because I agree with you I think exploration is like a core tenet of Metroid backtracking to a degree you know if there's no backtracking it's not a Metroid game the question is can you make the backtracking and the exploration a fun part of the game an engaging part of the game and for me personally it is um, I think there are like right. slight nips and tucks you can make and you know just ways that you can trim the fat just a little bit. Uh, for new players without uh, neutering the core experience, if that makes any sense. Right. Yeah. I, I, and I think that that would be uh, what, what you laid out deck is a fair middle ground. I think um, that that new players and old players could, could probably compromise on. If you really don't want to use war points, you don't have to, but maybe don't make a war point yeah. in like every big room too. I, I think that that's fair. I'd also be down um, for, for an extra elevator here and there. That would also be good. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't hate it, but, but you know, I'm 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 an old timer when it comes to Metroid. I I don't um, think it needs to change too much, but yeah, so I agree. Mm-hmm. Let's let's quickly talk about just a, a few more points here. Rapid fire. We're running a little bit long, but let's finish it off here. Um, do we think that uh, there's going to be any content added to this, whether it's behind Amiibo, DLC, anything at all, or are we just getting this release and here you go? Shut up, Metroid fans. <laughs> oh man, I. 
See, some of the stuff I was thinking about might just be better for Prime 4, you know? But I personally, I don't think we'll really get too much extra content, which is a shame because I feel like if it was another developer, like, you know, I'm a big Halo fan. I've been playing Master Chief Collection. Like, all the stuff that they're adding to, like, Halo 3 and the older games, like, new content. Like, Halo 3 is getting two new maps in 2021. I know they're not technically new. They're from Halo Online from a few years ago, but whatever. New to the Halo 3, like, they're getting, it's getting all this new content, and I wish, like, Nintendo games kind of got the same treatment. But I don't think Prime Trilogy will get, like, new content. Um, I think maybe they could add... Yeah, like, the stuff that I'm thinking of that they would add is stuff that I don't know if they would, like, be uh, incised to, to add themselves. Because if I remember correctly, the, the 3D All-Stars collection didn't have any extra added content for that, so... I'm not expecting anything for this game. Personally, though, if I, if I, let's say if I was at the helm and I wanted to add some new stuff, that would be realistic. That'd be really cool. I would love if they added a boss rush mode for Trilogy. Um, that, like, a way to play all the bosses at once throughout the game. Maybe play all the bosses, like, all the boss fights at once across all three games. That'd be really cool. I would love that. Maybe custom save points to make, you know, speedrunning easier. Maybe some speed running and high score leaderboards i think that might be a bit too much because that would lean into like online system stuff um right but that'd be cool I, yeah that would be cool i think the boss rush mode would be the would be a really big thing for me i i personally like the boss boss fights across the board for a lot of the prime games you know we've talked about the boss uh, fights uh, in, in a bunch of the episodes we've done for this show and we've mentioned a bunch of boss fights that we really like and a lot of the time they are highlights of these games that we're playing and and compared to other FPS games, Metroid Prime, I think, does a pretty good job with boss fights. So I would love a boss rush mode. I think that would be something that they wouldn't have to, like, put too many, like, resources into either. Like, that would be pretty easy to put together, like, programming-wise. So that's how I could I could see that being realistic. The thing that I would also love, and I think you guys are probably disagree with me on this heavily, but I would love it if they added two-player co-op to these games. Like, I, I, I knew you were going to groan, and I get it. But the games have been around for so long. People have had so many opportunities to play the game as they are. Um, I think it would be really cool to have the opportunity to traverse the areas with a friend, right? Like, who cares if it kind of breaks the immersion and all that? You can still go and play the game by yourself when your friend leaves or whatever. But I think it would be really cool to go through these areas with a friend. It would be a new way to experience them for people who have already played the games. People who are new to them, it would be a cool way to get into them or maybe have a helping hand. It could make for some cool new gameplay experiences, taking on bosses, taking on enemies with two players. Um, and it might, you know, make, make make for a new, a fun new gameplay experience that we didn't think that we wanted or enjoyed. And if you don't want to play it, you don't have to. But I think that would be a cool way to infuse some more replay value into these games. And for me personally, it would make me want to play them even more for someone who could just play them on my computer. So those are the two things I would want. The boss rush mode and, and two-player co-op I think would be great for these games. God, I was about to say you took the words out of my mouth until you threw that co-op nonsense in there. <laughs> I, I, what can I say? I, I hate that, but that's no surprise. Um, it, it just doesn't make sense for me. But, I mean, let's just table that for another time. Uh, Doom, what do you think about that? Yeah, I'm, I think the co-op could work in some places. I'm not sure how... I'm, I'm thinking of some parts of the, of the adventure, like... Because, like... What, like what happens if you get too far apart? Because there's no way like just have them like there's no way you... like, together, you know. Like like new Super Mario Brothers, style. Or like in Halo, you know, like whoever gets lagged behind just like teleports the person who's ahead. Or if there's okay. like a puzzle that Oof. like there's a puzzle that requires 
one person, just whoever gets there first is doing the puzzle, does it, and the other person waits. Like, yeah, it wouldn't be perfect, but, like, like so what? Like, it, it would be better. I think it would be cool to have it as an addition. It wouldn't be perfect. And, again, if you don't like it, you don't have to play it, but um, I think it would be fun. I think that's the, I think that's the thing is, like, I, I obviously don't like that, but, I mean, if they, you know, if, if it's in there, it doesn't offend me. I just wouldn't play it. But at the same time, I wouldn't want to see them you know, kind of, as you say, devote resources into doing that. Cause I, and, and let's just well, table this I'm, conversation. I'm t- about I mean, I'm just but... like, you know, talking in like, okay, we have resources to use. And that's something that I don't think would require sure. too much. Right. It's not like they're creating whole new content. Right. They're just copy and pasting another player into the game. You know, like personally, I mean, if they really were going to put resources into this, I think it would be awesome if they ad- did add more content, if they added like a post credits mission, where Samus like goes back to Talon Four and the Phazon's gone and she has some other mission there, right? They would never do that, but that'd be really cool. Or if they added uh, that, that probably sounds like Metroid Prime Four, frankly. Right, but that's that's point. what I'm saying is that eventually you're yeah, you're crossing yeah. into the line, like because I have a bunch of other ideas, like you know, for example, uh, it would be cool if maybe you could like leave like signs for other players, kind of like Journey style or whatever, like some someone could scan a message from a player that's been left, but like again, that would require online stuff and that i think would be better for metroid prime 4 and and also i don't want metroid prime 4 to be co-op focused either though i think co-op would be cool i want the game to be made for a first person experience so it's not like i want like this to inform prime 4 in any kind of way i'm more so looking at it as like how can we you know make this experience a little more different that's been around for 20 years right and not not necessarily to change up the metroid formula because i don't want metroid prime 4 to be primarily a co-op experience but Trilogy's been around for however long. Metroid Prime 1's been around for, around for almost 20 years, as, as Duminal mentioned. And that's a great point, by the way. I completely forgot about that anniversary. I doubt Nintendo will remember it, but we do. Um, <laughs> it'd be a cool way to kind of bring a, a new perspective to the game, so a little new life to the game as well. And, and for people who might not, like, I guess, find Prime as, as enjoyable, like, some people aren't into, like, the isolationist, like, just walking by yourself game. Like, I've talked to a lot of people who just, like, tried to get into Metroid Prime and they just can't. Like, they find it boring or they don't like the gameplay or it's too slow or it's hard or whatever it is. I think co-op would be a great way to remedy that because at least you have a friend to help you out. It makes the game a little more fun, a little more funny when you have a pal, you know, helping you out here. Um, and I think that would make the game a little more accessible to get people into it, so... And I like co-op. So let, let, let's table. Let's table the rest of Boss this rush for mode another though. episode. Boss rush this, mode. this is spiraling out of control here <laughs> uh, because I have so much I want to say to that, but uh, we got to wrap this up here. I'm let's pretty, end on one thing. I'm pretty indifferent uh, on it. I'll just say. I mean, if it's if it's in there, cool for the people that are into it. It's not personally my thing, so I'm whatever. But yeah. Uh, you know, the only good thing would be online co-op, so that we could play and I could shoot you in the back. Or I'd something be down back. for that. Yeah, yeah there we go. <laughs> Let's end on one thing here, uh, Doom, that you pointed out that I, I think is a great oh. idea. I can't believe I didn't think of this. Um, a demo yeah. for Metroid Prime. This this makes so much sense. I, I You have the perfect, like, you have the perfect uh, demo already. You could just put the, the beginning of Metroid Prime in there when you're on the um, the frigate. And like, that. that's a perfect demo right there. Uh, this makes so much sense to me. I really, really hope... That they do this if and when Metroid Prime Trilogy becomes a reality. Yeah, throwing it throwing it back in the day when uh playing the uh, the Target kiosk demo. <laughs> but yeah, so I actually I actually had a much more ambitious idea for a demo. So so like first off, like yeah, of course, like you know Metroid 
is obvious. The, the fact that Nintendo scrapped Metroid Prime 4 and is rebuilding it from scratch tells me personally that they have huge ambitions for this game long term for the Metroid series. And I feel like Prime Trilogy is going to be a part of the strategy too. And the perfect and the, and the perfect idea is a demo. You know, Nintendo releases demos for, you know, tons of their tons of their games that, you know, they really want to sell the idea to. I mean, I'd argue that a huge reason Splatoon is so big as it is is because of that first Wii U demo and then eventually the uh, the two Splatoon 2 demos yeah, that came out before fires, the game released. Yeah. And so um, for me personally, like I can attest, like playing the original Splatoon demo on the Wii U, I originally had no interest in the game until I played that demo and then I fell in love with it. And now I own both the Splatoon games. And and even uh, uh, Pikmin 3 Deluxe, I, I'd never played a Pikmin game before and then, because you know, it didn't really look like my style of game. And then I played the demo, and I fell in love with it. And now I own Pikmin 3 Deluxe on the Switch, and which I really need to Shout get out around to, to playing. Pikmin 3 Deluxe. I yes. just finished that. Such a good yeah. game. Yeah, if you if you haven't played it yet, like at least try out the demo for the people that are listening. It's I had so much fun with it, so I would definitely recommend trying that. But yeah, um, my idea for the demo though was a little more ambitious. I was thinking of having a demo section from each of the three games. Um, you mentioned, you know, the Frigate Orpheon sequence. That's like the perfect the perfect demo for Prime 1. Start on Frigate Orpheon. You end it right as Samus is chasing Ridley down to Town 4. You cut it there. For Prime 3, you have the Olympus sequence. You arrive on Olympus. Uh, and then as Samus is flying down to uh, Norion, you cut the demo there. You want to continue playing by Prime 3. Prime 2 is a little trickier to do because that doesn't really have... Prime 2 doesn't really have, like, that big opening set-piece moment like Primes 1 and 3 does. You know, it's a bit more... It's a bit more of a relaxed experience where it kind of, like, slowly builds up, whereas it's, like, this burst of action that kind of sets you up for the rest of the game. Um, I'm not sure how many people have played it, but there's a, a very cool collector's item, which I have, called... The, uh, the Metroid Prime 2 bonus disc. It includes a lot of behind-the-scenes content for that game, uh, a Metroid timeline, as well uh, as an early demo of Prime 2. It might it might be the E3 demo. I'm not fully sure. But, uh, yeah, this was my introduction to Prime 2 back in the day. I played it about a month before the game came out. Um, it came with Nintendo Power, and I believe it was bundled uh, with uh, certain uh, GameCube bundles of Prime 1, if I'm not mistaken. But... Mm-hmm. But it includes um, it includes like a bunch of the rooms in the game from the uh, the landing site and Aegon Waste, and they're all kind of shuffled. Um, I believe you go from the landing site, you transition to one of the space pirate battles in Aegon Wastes, uh, and then you go to a dark uh, a, you go to the dark world in Dark Ether. You fight a couple of warrior ing, and then the demo ends right there. I feel like that would be harder to implement just because you know that would require. No, that's not just cutting, you know, that's not just cutting the game off at a point. That requires, like, actually, like, changing the positions of the rooms and how they load into each other, kind of like that original demo did. But since that's the demo that I played of Prime 2, that's the first thing that comes to my mind, and I'm not sure if there's any other sequence that just stand alone. I think that when Samus loses all of her power-ups could be a, an appropriate point to cut off the demo, too, because that, that takes place after... Um... You go. Is that? Do you go to the dark world when that happens, Dak? Is is that when Samus gets all of her powers? Sucked yeah, up she by the ink? goes in. The yeah. teleporter or whatever the warp thing, and then the ink attacker, and she's like, "Oh no!" And then she falls back. And I feel like that would thing. be a really short demo though, because that happens really early on in the game. Yeah, yeah, it probably would. And you don't really do much. And you don't really do much before then. Like I, 
I can't remember. Is that before or after you even face your first um, zombie dark troopers? Like, I can't remember. Um, I, I believe it's after because okay. I tried to get my wife to play the intro and she failed and I just took over and she failed fighting those zombie dark troopers. So. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She, she didn't make it very far. Um, but yeah, I mean, that sounds, it's definitely ambitious and, and I, I can't say that I think it's super likely, but it would be pretty cool if you could sample a little bit of each game. I like, I think I do feel like if you just had the, uh, the Orpheon section there, that that's probably a sample enough. Uh, in my mm-hmm. eyes um and, and it's such a clean it's such a clean breaking point that it, it just I, I think it just makes a lot of sense but um i i'd be totally down for all those ideas here um we're running long so we're, let's uh let's wrap this up guys any any quick final parting thoughts on uh on prime trilogy for the switch uh anything that we just want to leave off on or have we have we got it all out oh, i i had one more additional uh, uh content idea I wonder if y'all will, will vibe with this one, but if you if you oh, if you God. remember, um, in Prime Three, all NPCs are Admiral Dane, right? <laughs> yeah, I want ad, I want well, I want Big Head mode. I want all Admiral Dane mode. Um, every oh, every God. character, is man all of Admiral, culture, exactly. But what I really want, well, I do really want those things. But what I also want is, if you remember in Prime Three, in you the like the cockpit of your ship, you could get like uh, bobbleheads. I want more stuff you could put in your ship. I want more bobbleheads. You know what? I want more little trinkets I could put in my ship. Maybe like a more – give me some amiibos. Um, I don't know. Little there, cool little There's things. your amiibo functionality right there. Scan the amiibo and you get a new yes, bobblehead yes, in your ship. Scan your amiibo and you get it in your ship. That would be awesome. Like give me that kind of I stuff. Was, I was ready to hate your idea, but instead I love your idea. Why? Because it includes it. Ami- amiibos. What? What? What's the fundamental <laughs> wrong idea about Samus having bobbleheads? Samus can like bobbleheads. No, no, no. I, when when you said I got another idea, oh. I was just like, oh god, he's gonna suggest more co-op. But uh, co-op mode for the play co-op video games with friends, man. <laughs> what is it? I I have no friends. You know that we're friends, man. We can play games together. No, I have no friends. Well, hopefully one day you get some. <laughs> and when you get some, you'll learn the loveliness that is co-op gaming. But yeah, I would love some You you don't want to see me play Smash Bros. <laughs> well, we got to we got to play some... <laughs> that's not co-op. But yeah, we got to we got to I would love some like additional kind of stuff like that. You know me, I, I love kind of customization. Like if I were to go crazy, I'd be like, "Give me custom Samus suits, uh, colors and and an arm cannon." So I think that goes a little far for this, but I would Diamond Camo Samus, where are you at? <laughs> yeah, as I'm saying, like, I want some crazy-ass stuff like that. Um, but to be realistic, I think it'd be cool. Yeah, scan your amiibo and your amiibo show up. Like, I, I think that is realistic, actually. What, having, like, like custom, like, colors and stuff? Uh, no, like like having um, the bobblehead. Oh, oh, oh. yeah, yeah, no, yeah, that's I what I'm that saying. That is that I think yeah. is realistic. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, I think that's realistic. Yeah. Like you could, I mean, for me, I would just take all my amiibos and try to scan as many of them as possible. Just have my whole dashboard just filled with bobbleheads. But like that would be that would be great. Like you're not in your ship for too long in that game. Maybe a nice little touch to to update that part of it. So I would like that. I don't know if I could fit all my amiibos in the cockpit. <laughs> I'm sure they'd limit you, but I would. Yeah. Uh, that'd be funny if you could just scan an unlimited amount and like her ship is just filled with amiibos. Like she's like looking over like a pile of them. Like that'd be funny. You can't even see out. You can't even see out the cockpit. Yeah. It's just all blocked by stacks of amiibos. That, that, that's the kind of stuff I want. Like you know, this is the perfect opportunity to do little cool, little funny things like that. Like just you know, it's a video game. Like have fun with it. Yeah, I agree. Um, all right, Doom. Anything you want to end on? Anything you want to plug before we uh, before we get out of here? 
Uh, yeah, sure. I'll just um, sp uh, do a lightning round on some quick uh, quality life improvements that we didn't quite go over. Um, I think the artifact quest for newcomers could be a little more flexible and something, I think some changes to that isn't really unprecedented. Nintendo did something similar in Wind Waker HD where they reduced the amount of Triforce pieces you had to collect during that very similar end quest. And they also reduced the, uh, the Tears of Light, I believe, in Twilight Princess HD. I haven't played yeah. that one before, before I've only played the original version. So they reduced it and there's still too many tears of light. Oof. <laughs> and then, uh, <laughs> and then, uh, another idea I had, and, th and this one, I actually, I really want, um, prime three introduced a bookmark system where you could highlight a room. So let's say you encounter like a door that you can't open or you some sort of debris and you don't have the right material, uh, to make it go away. Well, you could actually go into your map and highlight that room. It would highlight the room green rather than blue or orange um, so that you would remember to come back to it. And I think, um, but you can only do that to one room at a time, which I thought was really weird because it's like, what, why there's, you're going to do that like plenty of times. So, and and now in modern day games, you know, like Samus Returns introduced the pin feature, you know, in Breath of the Wild and similar open world games, you can highlight, you know, these beacons on point of the map so you, that you remember to come back to point at points of interest. And so I think taking that bookmark system, expanding it so that you can do it to more rooms, maybe adding some, uh, more uh, different colors so that you can you know color code like what that means and implement that across the trilogy i think that would be a fantastic addition for new players uh to make the um, whole experience feel a lot more welcoming and less alienating yeah that's a great idea you know what i dare say that i would even go um and take a page out of other m's book where you can just scan like an item pickup that you can hear or that you can see and you can't quite get yet and maybe they could do something similar but I, yeah Pins is, is a natural one that I think um, should should and will probably be included. If not in Trilogy, then definitely Prime 4. Mm -hmm. well, even um, going, well, even going off that, so Prime 3, um, Prime 3 actually allows you to see where all of the items are hidden. You know, if you go into Skytown, you'll get, you go to the satellite room, and then once you access the spider ball, you can start using the bomb slots to activate satellites, and it will tell you where all the items are on the planet. I think maybe adding something similar to like that where, so like, let's say that you're, you're a veteran and you're like, no, 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 I don't want to know where any of the items are. I want to discover this on my own. You don't have to use that satellite room or whatever the equivalent would be. Um, but you know, if you are a newcomer and you're like, yeah, you know, I could use, you know, some extra help then yeah, you could activate the satellite room and see where all the items are in the area. Something like that I think would be, you know, a really nice quality of life improvement for newcomers. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. Um, all right, well, we are we are running along here, so we are going to uh, get out of here. But Doom, it was it was nice to finally have you on the show here uh, after after so many months of, of chit chatting back and forth. And uh, I hope that uh, that you come back and, and do it all over again sometime soon. Yeah, gentlemen, I had so much fun talking with y'all. Like this was a long time coming, and uh, yeah, this uh, this went fantastic today. Um, you know, I uh, hope we get some more Metroid news that we can talk about uh, in the future together. Oh, I'll, don't, don't we all, don't we all, <laughs> by God. Um, all right, well, we uh, we are going to get out of here. Of course, we want to tell everyone to check on, uh, or head on over to Twitter, rather, easy for me to say, uh, and uh, give us a follow at Omega Metroid Pod. You can check me out at Spateri316, at DakCity underscore, and at Duminal Cross over on Twitter. Um, that's it for us for this week. We are getting out of here. All right. Head on over to uh, to iTunes, Podbean, uh, wherever you get your podcast, like and subscribe, and uh, make sure to give us that sweet five-star review if you like what we're doing. Until next week, we will see you then. Take care.